0: Hello and welcome to Faking Let's a Book Club Podcast and we shall sit down with some very good friends and we talk about a book that we have read. My name is Shin Si, and just sit back and relax, because we're gonna do some good, good reading time. <laughs> hope you're all feeling like a good old natter about literature because I am. like right, to call it uh, natterature <laughs> just, just a little uh, uh, humour joke there. <laughs> Who's joining me here today? Um, it's me, Joseph Murphy. Um, I'm looking forward to reading the book today because it has colourful pictures in it. it. Uh, and, you know, and so therefore it's easier to get through. Wow. I, I, I noticed that you um leapt upon the fact that it does have pictures, this mm. book. Yes. Uh, we're kind of, I mean, we're kind of um thinking outside the book box uh, today because, uh, and this might be a controversial one because some people might not agree with the choice today, but I'm I'm glad you highlighted the pictures, Joe. Pictures. I, I did actually. I highlighted with Crane on... I, highlight, I highlighted it with crayon. Um Well, you know. I don't think it was necessary. That was my copy. Um you kinda of defaced it. Um I think. Well, better yours than the ones in Waterstones. Well that's fair. That's very fair. I mean some people say maybe not do it at all, but um I'll take it. I'll take it. Better that you defaced my copy that I paid for than some other copy that you didn't pay for in a bookstore, because apparently that's illegal. <sighs> right you are there, Chin. Right. Okay, let's move past this book defacement and see who else is at the table. Hello to you all there in
1: podcast land. Ooh. And hello to you, Chin, and your literate band of fellows and chaps that bring warmth to my tummy.
0: I am the poet Robert Burns. Oh, I'm on the money. Oh my God. God, wow. Robert Burns. Jesus. Wait, the poet Robert Burns. Oh, that'd be true. Hmm. Okay, and fuck off, mate. What about you? <laughs> wow. Okay. See, so you're very familiar with the uh, the nom- the uh, terminology that we use on this podcast often. Um, I would like to bring up one thing immediately. Um, this is my confusion. I thought the poet Robert Burns, the poet Robert Burns. Has been dead for quite some time.
1: <laughs> you think that? You might. Well, I'm not on heaven or in hell.
0: Ooh, he did, he did rhyme stuff. There, yeah, he's, he's like uh, Tom Bomberville from The Hobbit, isn't it? It's crazy. Yeah, uh, another character who many people might not know exists because uh, he wasn't in the films. He was left, the map left out. Bits too yeah. weird, bit too okay. weird. Okay, uh, okay, Mr. Burns. It- or would you, be, would you prefer, prefer Robert? <laughs>
1: Between a friend, what's mistake, and bogles catch in the lake.
0: Wow, know, he's like some sort of rapper. I know, it's I crazy. It. It's like Leprechaun in the Hood. <laughs> exactly, the perfect intersection of hip hop and um old literature was Leprechaun in the Hood. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, thank you for coming on this show. Uh, are you? I mean, you you know what podcasts are, then? <laughs> I'm not
1: a man trapped in the past okay. I'm just very old Ah, so you At My who... birthday last was Truth be told, quite the event <laughs> West's Bogle's catchy in the vent I,
0: I, I'm I Really intrigued to see how far he goes with this <laughs> I, it, it seems to be there is a unfortunate trend on um, Faking lit for people to come on the show with, and um, they uh, present themselves as a very strong personality type, but then you can see how that personality type immediately sort of starts waning within about 15 minutes, give or take, give or take um, two. Um, for example, last week's character where um, uh, we had a character called uh, Belle Joshman, who came with a very clear defined personality type. Which was almost abandoned immediately within a minute. Um, but I, I, I'm looking forward to I'm um, having this chat with uh, Robert
1: Burns. At first, he was of the very high camp, but then upon your podcast was the hack stamp.
0: <laughs> oh, looks like Josh got Robert Burns. Well, it wasn't Josh; it was um, Bell Joshman. Oh, Bell Joshman! <laughs> it was Bell Joshman! Yes, Bell character. Joshman! Different character there. Um sounded a bit like Haran, some might say. Um but I I couldn't possibly comment on that. Um well this is this is great. I'm glad to have you all here. Um because Why could you not possibly comment? It is your podcast. It is my podcast, but I'm also like I like to think of myself as a pretty classy host. Um I'll never do down one of my own uh guests and co-hosts uh I mean, I might make some slightly, uh, snide passive aggressive comments towards them, but I've never attacked them outright. Es- especially not to their face. That's just rude. Much better to do it behind their back when they're like not here, um, or even, not even in the country maybe, um. Um, hey, if you're going to do it behind their back, at least have the common courtesy to give them a reach around. Mm-hmm, right? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 never in front of anybody, never in front oh, of yeah. the audience. That's what, that's <laughs> the point of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So it's better that nobody listens to this. That's mm-hmm. why I do it. Um, um, well, thank you for joining me. I think, I, as I said before, this, today's, uh, book choice might be a little bit controversial for the traditionalists out there. As Joe pointed out, it's got pictures in it, and which is, um, some people might say that's not a book. Don't necessarily agree. Uh, I'm talking about a work of uh seminal uh genius, a masterpiece in the genre. It's been called The Citizen Kane of comic books. Uh, and I'm inclined to agree. I'm talking about Watchmen by Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. Now, Robert, I know that you are not a man that's trapped in the past. Uh, you have kept up to speed with all the developments in culture. You're familiar with what podcasts are. What is your take on the comic book, and does it deserve the title of being a
1: book? The clue, as always, is in the name, so point not your fingers in blame at Moore and Gibbon's monkey, though he be. A comic book, does it make me goatee? No, Tis serious and a matter of art. It is better than some typed-up, train-journeying fart.
0: <laughs> I knew it was coming, and yet it landed still. I wow, um, yeah. like the uh, Gibbons monkey analogy. That that well. that's I like that. That's why he's the it. best. That's why he's the best. <laughs> um, that's, um, this, is, this is great stuff. I think I totally agree with you. Uh, uh, I totally agree with Robert here. It's what's in a name? Like, uh, a comic book is still a book. It's got words in it. And especially when we talk about a work as kind of, like, complex... And with as much on its plate and with as much of a message as any so-called work of highfalutin literature, wouldn't you agree, Joe? I would concur with that point. I mean, Time magazine wouldn't put any old bollocks on their top 100 literature I mean, what that, that that's in itself is interesting. That's when you know you've gone mainstream and you've been accepted by uh, the, uh, the wider pool of uh, culture. It's when Time magazine puts you in a book. Absolutely. When I first saw Watchmen, the comic book, next to A Hundred Years of Solitude, I ripped the newspaper in two and I shouted at my mum and said, they've made a disgrace of literature. And my mum said, Joseph, Joseph, you've got dirty underwear to put away. And I said, mum, I'm doing a bit. <clears throat> don't mind, everyone. I'm 31 years old, living at home. And she went, Joseph, Joseph, stop reading books and get a job. Is your mum an understanding of your comedy bits? It doesn't sound like she's very understanding of. No, movie no. Movie. I, I told her I was going to do Edinburgh next year, and she said, "That's all well and good, but get a job." And I said, "Thanks, mum." <laughs> I mean, maybe don't thank your mum for like those sorts of like uh, uh moments where she seems to be doing down your dream. No, it's absolutely fine. I'm always going to have a maternal influence in my life, regardless of whether or not. Have I you seen Watchmen. the movie Santa Sangre? A surrealist
1: piece, some would say, about a man kept imprisoned with the arms of his mother, a snake in his trousers, and no other. I have not.
0: <laughs> oh, it's really good. See it, you should. Is yeah. it uh, uh, Alejandro uh, Jodorowsky, Santa Sangre? He nodded there, because he can't just see, say yes. Aye, aye. <laughs> um, okay. Um, Lerowski's well, probably got influence on like, um, elements of Watchmen, I'd say. Let's get stuck into this work. Okay. The first thing about Watchmen, and I think um, what's interesting to me, is that we are currently living through a moment where superheroes are having a bit of a m- moment. They're they're basically in control of the culture, aren't they? They're, they're um, at the pinnacle of the cultural conversation, they're making lots of money from Marvel Studios, uh, and I think we're at superhero saturation point. Absolutely. Point. They really are at the forefront of the zit-gist. Mm-hmm. Who's your favourite superhero? My favourite superhero is Jesus of Nazareth. I jest. <laughs> my favourite superhero is Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, the original and best. Ooh, interesting. You
1: jest. Tobey Maguire, the original and best. I like your style, Joe, my boy. Come, let's go sailing. Ahoy!
0: <laughs> well, with that pitch, how can I refuse? He really sold that with... No, I mean, he really... That, that was a sale. I see you be shook. It's true that it's harder than it looks. <laughs> <laughs> My word. He, 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 he got that sort of like... Um, yeah, you pop
1: at the-, the king, you best not miss.
0: Mm. let <laughs> you walk away covered in piss. <laughs> My word. What have we got here? Omar Little on the show? I, th- I thought this was R- Robert Byrne. Mm, well, to be fair, Omar would never, like, um, urinate over an adversary that he's defeated. Um, whereas Robert Burns apparently would. Um, that will show them for not being able to write properly. Uh, okay. Uh, so that's your favourite superhero. Yes. Uh, Robert, who's your favourite superhero?
1: I like the man. He's clad in black. I Oh, screechy night owls and no sad sack he fights crime against the clown he lives in old gotham town
0: batman
1: <laughs> okay all right
0: okay these are good sort of choices I, n- I note that you've gone for some very 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 mainstream choices here mm. uh i mean you know i'm a bit of a, a comic book uh, fan myself i uh I, I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a comic head, as, as they call them. Um, and I've been reading them ever since I was a wee nipper. Spider-Man, Batman, great choices, but not the, not the one I would have gone for. Uh, big fan of Florida Man. Uh, Florida Man, my favorite superhero by far. He gets into all, all sorts of crazy scrapes. Fats a gator, smokes bath salts frequently found naked in supermarkets, um, and doesn't really seem to fight crime so much as just turn up in places and generally end up in the newspaper for some reason. But that's my favourite superhero. Uh, Hopefully not in the da- Daily Bugle. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's... that's pictures a very- of chin tea! Where are pictures of chin tea? <laughs> I... <laughs> as um, as your impersonation of J. Jonah Jameson, the, uh, editor of the Daily Bugle. Um a dying medium I wouldn't want to be well that's only because that J.K. Simmons he was the one and only one who could do it that's why he was missing from all the other Spider-Man remakes because no one could pull it off oh that's true I've got a quick joke for um, Robert uh, Byrne Uh, Robert Byrne if you had the uh, powers of ice would you be called Robert Frost and uh, Robert Byrne uh, Robert Byrne if you had the powers of Spider-Man would you be called Robert Webb
1: (laughs) I don't control the names I'm given by hacks who from the sewer sliver out to give a name and pun. I'll see your girlfriend, and in her oven
0: I'll put a bun. <laughs> oh, don't impregnate my girlfriend, it was just a simple jest. Oh, so I thought you were going to rhyme with that or something. <laughs> Always like remember, bun. I am the best. Oh, that's good, that's good. So- My manners. It's an eight mile in here. I love this. I love this. I know. I just came here for a simple roast. Look at me with a humble boast. (laughs) It's not bad. It's not bad. So, so, so Robert Byrne, I heard you really, I heard you really like oranges. And so the deft
1: wee nipper thinks he can up the dominance hierarchy sliver with a word with which he thinks there's no rhyme. Orange as I push past the door hinge of his pathetic trap. My word. We got- now remember that last panel back we saw what the kind of man you were. Tell me more about Ozymandias, Kerr. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I, I usually leave the discussions here, Robert, but, um, that's a good point. That's a good point. Jeez, um, got Pe- Dr. Jordan Peace Yeah. It, yeah. Honest. And this is the best rap battle ever. Nobody's used an N word. Yeah. That's great. Um, yeah, yeah. but okay. Uh, I, I will get, get down to it. Okay. Like what is great about Watchmen is that it doesn't deal with like established superheroes. I, I'd never heard of any of these superheroes before, mainly because he'd made them up. this book Um, but they were based on actual superheroes uh, that were established within the DC universe Uh, actually they were based on characters that had been um, acquired as part of Charlton comics that DC had then acquired Um, and uh, one of them actually made their way into the mainstay of DC universe which was uh, The Question which was created by Steve Ditko and The Question became Rorschach reason being that DC had acquired all these characters and when Alan Moore came along and said, I'm going to really do something crazy with these characters and DC said, whoa, 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 no, we might want to do more of them in the future. You're going to have to make up some new characters. and I think it's for the best, really. I mean, when you hire Alan Moore to do a uh, a character for you, you kind of know that he's going to really fuck shit up. He's, he's, he's not, there's no take backs. There's no going to be, there's not going to be any sort of cheap Status quo for the saka Sega, Sega State of Squo, um he's gonna really make these characters change and hopefully you have a lasting impact on them.
1: Have you seen the show presented by Moor Alan, where he'll go into the house of a fan and in 24 hours from midnight to midnight hmm. transform it so it's changed beyond your sight. Uh, but like no Lawrence Luear and Bowen, he'll subvert it. Your quaint family home into an allegory of nuclear attack. There's a man who ain't no hack.
0: I, never, I didn't know that Alan Moore I had his have, own sort of like he, a, yes, I've heard actually, changing rooms style program. Yes, no, no. I've heard a few people say he just never leaves at five minutes to midnight. Apparently, uh, if you tell him off, then he completely explodes. <laughs> oh, oh! So there's a thematic. The thematic resonance of the clocks in Watchmen was based upon a true story in his own life. Okay. Oh, yes. It's all based on reality TV. <laughs> okay. Um, I thought it was based on the Doomsday Clock, which is also a thing that exists. It was really? actually a happy coincidence. There aren't actually any analogies or symbolism in this. It's all just a bunch of happy coincidences based on reality TV, as Robert Burns has so happily illustrated Okay. Um I didn't realise that there was a whole angle of reality T V, especially since this book was written in nineteen eighty-seven, before reality TV had ever really sort of taken hold mm. at all. Mm. I guess you learn a new thing every day. Um I I was gonna ask you though, like what what do you think is the prime concern of Watchmen? Is this a book which is mostly concerned with deconstructing superheroes or deconstructing America's perception of itself. I would one-up you, I would say, is a deconstruction of the very concept of a graphic novel itself. For if you open graphic novel uh, Watchmen at any page, you can flip open another page and it will be quite similar to its. Wait, hold on a second. When you say that, like, are you saying that, like, They look the same? For you see, these are all in boxes, and if you open it up to any page, they will also be in boxes. Coincidence? I think not. I think we're in the presence of a genius, my friends. Okay, but, um... Oh, you go too far, (laughs) Joseph Murphy. (laughs) I'll get you a gift for your birthday. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sorry, Robert Burns. I was actually referencing Alan Moore. Oh, I see it's like he just got Robert burned. Oh, yeah, really. Without even the power of once you've got maybe. once you've got that pun, you, you you use it into the ground. <laughs> that's, that's fine. That's fine. I think we'll, we'll let it lie. It? where it's we'll play it where it lies. Um, I was going to actually point out that um, your rationale for this being a work of genius. I'm not disputing this a work of genius, but I think you've seized upon possibly the most superficial. Well, I wouldn't even say reason because it's not really a reason. It's just like you've just looked at something and skimmed it and not really examined it in any great detail I, using your logic i could pick up any book and say well this page has words in it and so does this page therefore it's a work of genius to deconstruct the graphic novel he did that's your claim
1: but the graphic dot novel as a name had not existed before the watchman <sighs> think on that
0: See? and we'll be watching did he come up with the idea of a graphic novel? Because I know we all accept it, but in hindsight, it's incredibly pre- pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> what Eh, <happens with> <sighs> Fucking edit in post. Um, it's incredibly pretentious, my friend. I mean, graphic novel. Yeah. Yep. Ugh. I, no, I hate that term as well. What's wrong with comic book? Ooh, I, bet, I, I bet he was doing this, with flailing his arms yeah. around and going, at the time. <gasps> it's On an audio medium, to say he does this <laughs> is useless as a sack of warm piss. I was bending my arms around and swaying side to side... As if some sort of Erotic You know Kind of slendery dance Yeah Which is obviously <laughs> What everybody does When they're being pretentious No of course It's just A graphic novel Just call it I, I get that ugh. I get that I totally Hate agree it. with you Jim. I totally agree with you We're on the same page here um, I think graphic novel Is a, 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 an awful term It's one of my Least favourite terms um, In the literary world And it's It smacks so much Of marketing speak It makes me want to Vomit on my feet ugh. Like it's just It's just awful Uh I think there's nothing wrong with a comic book being a comic book, and the fact is this was not conceived as a graphic novel. A graphic novel was a term that was given to it by, by marketing people. Mm. This was published and serialized as a comic book um, mm. over a twelve a uh, twelve uh, month period. Mm. It was um, being written, released in the, between the years in 1986, 1987. It would come out every month, and if you look within the book itself, you can see the actual covers of what this would have looked like when it actually was um when it c- came on the newsstand. which is crazy to me because i can't imagine it being in any other format but there there we have it this was published in a serialized format ah but so
1: was dickens published week by week that's and true. yet of it not being a novel i don't hear you speak
0: that's very true that's mm-hmm. very and true crime and punishment was also serialized that's also very true i think it's because of, like
1: raskolnikov he's my favorite comic hero to have Soup and become the Ubermensch and be no zero. That's his goal. And let me tell you this.
0: He is no fool. It's it's true. It's It's true. But wasn't Raskornikov plagued by guilt? Oh, look, Johnny's wearing a kilt. Who's Johnny? Where's he gone? You mad... (laughs) Fawn. (laughs) no man. (laughs) Hey, no man will call me a fawn. I think we're getting off topic. Fellas. But yeah, so I, I don't know what that um, Johnny uh, reference was to. Um, there's only us three here today. Uh, I, I, that's a good point you've made though, Robert. That's a great point about like um, the, uh, Dickens being a serialised author and then when he collects the Pickwick papers into one format, there's no dispute that it. It's a novel. Um, I just think that uh, with comics, like we don't have serialised fiction anymore, really, in terms of like literature or books. Whereas comics... Uh, have always been, um, by and large, uh, serialised in format. You buy them the monthlies. And you do have a few occasions where, like, comic book artists uh, actually write, sit down and write novels. Mostly tend to be men as well, for some reason. But they actually, there's no serialising it. They just bish-bosh, all comes out of them in one big collected trade paperback. Um, this is not the case with every comic, though. And I think that's the reason why I still balk at the uh, the, the terminology, graphic Novel
1: If you were to take all the tales of the spy James Bond mm. Every novel from here to fond And put them all in one great big book mm. Would you call that one novel Or would you be mistook
0: yeah, That's a good question I think it might be It would be an omnibus wouldn't it mm, Yeah <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with an omnibus, I don't think. But it- <laughs> the Archers every Sunday
1: on Radio Four. I listen to it doing my exercises on the floor.
0: You're a fan of the Archers? That's interesting.
1: I listen to it, but I am no fan. Okay, <laughs> I don't control the radio, my man. <laughs> Why? Why? Who's making you listen to the Archers? Its dial right? is stuck. If you must ah, know.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Would this really work Is is a radio play? I mean, it's all drawn. It would be quite difficult. Let me have a try. Chapter seven. So what we've got here is a big circular thing. It's got yellow bits. It's got two big eyes. Owl eyes. And listen to the introductory
1: theme. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to The Watchman, narrated by Joseph Murphy. <laughs>
0: Hello British public very conservative. <laughs> so back to the watchman. Uh, so we got this big uh, metal thing with yellow bits and big owl like eyes. Uh, I don't know what it means. I have just opened chapter 7. Then it's got a, a smaller picture of the same thing and then it's got a uh, like a, a guy it looks like a suit of some sort with goggles, swimming goggles perhaps. Then a finger comes out of nowhere. Uh next to the big thing. Uh and then oh it turns out it's a woman wearing pink with pale skin. Now she's walking down some steps. Now she's going near the big owl like thing with big eyes. Uh now she's washing it off and she's smiling at the gears and now there's a seat. Okay. Next week on Watchmen <laughs> I, I I was gonna say, um that's not how you adapt a comic book. <laughs> Well, how you, that's not how
1: adaptations work. Why are you to hear an audiobook yeah. on Radio Fear, the home service? It does. It's comforting, doesn't he? Make you nervous? They don't say, for example.
0: Exactly. We've
1: got some uh, uh, symbols here. It's a uh, it's a kind of tall line uh, with a with a adjacent line, and then a kind of uh, downwards, and then a, and a hook, and then uh, a kind of a, a, a long bit that spins around, and uh, I think it's called an E, and
0: then. They adapt the work. Mm. I mean, how? From that task, you've surely shirked. How, how annoyed would you be if you bought your ticket to see The Great Gatsby, sorry, Leonardo DiCaprio, and the movie is just Leonardo DiCaprio reading The Great Gatsby. <laughs> I'm not even out loud. I literally just sort of sit there reading this book to himself. <laughs> yeah. I'd, i feel really aggrieved if that was the case. That's why adaptation is, it's a fine art. It's a fine art. Um, but you raised a very good point inadvertently, Joe. Um, <laughs> which is the problems of adapting something like Watchmen. I would argue that, and it's not, I'm not the first person to say this. Watchmen's not, is unadaptable. I think you'll find Mr. Zack Snyder Ooh. adapted it. And I would say, Oh, I hate that. <laughs> Baby. Baby. <laughs> Sorry,
1: you fool The work of Snyder's his kryptonite Joe, sorry Jen fights
0: masked crime at night <laughs> Zack Snyder is <laughs> I'm sorry, did I, did I come on here to to debate Or listen oh. to you go <sighs> well, Did you come well, here to debate? I, th- I thought I came here to discuss I think literature. your practice is maybe late Ugh, sorry, you got that? I we make it a crime to rhyme. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I will just say one thing. We can have this conversation, but you, you may not say that man's name anymore. But we will talk about it. We will talk this out. I believe we live in a free country. Calling Jack under the First Amendment of Colin? the British Independence article. Okay. I will, I have, this is my freedom of speech or whatever it is, and that is in the Houses of Parliament. Um, What's that thing that the thing they wrote back in the day when um, Robin Hood had to fight the evil king Magna Carta? Oh, okay. Yeah, Magna Good Carta. Right? Yes, that's that's what I was going for. Um, So uh, yeah, okay. no. Under that statute, we all have the freedom of speech, and I can say Zack Snyder's one, I want to. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Mi- Mr. S. I'll call him Mr. S. Just Mr. Because- S. Mr. S. Mr. S. Mr. S. has done from Happy Days when the
1: fawns on the sofa late. <sighs>
0: I thought it was Mr. C, because of the Cunningham family, not the Sunningham or... One of these Smith. days I'll get my point. <laughs> he's good at... Ad- he's, he's fine at adaptation, okay? It's mm-hmm. just... It's, mm-hmm. it's He's working under serious st- studio pressure. He did oh, a pretty training. good job of Watchmen. I mean, uh, Batman versus Superman was obviously a bit of a train wreck, but, you know, it was... it was it, They just tried to shove so much in that film, and it wasn't necessarily Mr. Snyder's fault. Okay, okay. I, I, I will say this. I will say this. One thing about, like, um... Watchmen is a comic book which is about comic books. A lot of the effects that you have within the book you can't replicate in any other movie. I mean as like um as Alan Moore himself said um he said uh, you can't think of the comic book as being like a storyboard for a movie. Um the great thing about comic books and the difference between them is that like we break like in the same way that T- Tarkovsky said that cinema and film is sculpting time because you're constantly aware of all these images that are rushing past you at a rate of 24 frames per second. So essentially film becomes a moment of actually like sculpting time. Comics essentially are about fro- freezing time. You capture those moments and they're static. You can re- revisit them and go backwards and forwards at your leisure. It's an active art form. Cinema is a passive art form. Um, and I think because of those two major points... Watchmen is not designed to be seen as a, as a movie. I, I actually read something similar recently. Apparently, Snyder actually uh, interviewed. No, 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 sorry. Snyder, he interviewed Tarkovsky, yeah. and Tarkovsky saw one of the first cuts of Watchmen, and he said, This is madness. So Snyder kicked him down the <laughs> giant well. You say, This is Watchmen? Um, well, and then as he was falling, he went, a- And I thought Stalker was long rambling and didn't go anywhere. And he went, oh nine! This was my masterpiece. Tarkovsky was German. <laughs> I think that's why he often got into conflict with the Soviet state because he wasn't Russian. He was <laughs> a German. No, what are you talking about? I'm totally Russian. And <laughs> oh, no, I do a Russian accent. I can't. I can't do accents. <laughs> <gasps> It's a me, Dachowski. Hey, What is going on? Hey, there's Christ parable. Um, oh, that's a great film. Why why don't we all just watch Stalker after okay, this? Okay, okay. We'll maybe we'll <laughs> have to put some time aside. But I I I don't think like I, I mean Alan Moore's famous for not li- liking any adaptation of his work. He's famous for it. But I think I mean I think he was right about the Watchmen adaptation being a particularly uh, a, a, a a fool's errand. I mean, I don't even think Some people say That even the TV show uh, TV adaptation being made At the moment Um, I can't remember Damon Lindelhoff Has got the job for this And HBO picked it up I don't even think He uh, can't really do A straight up adaptation Of this book It'd have to be its own thing Like th- For example For example Let me give you An example uh, Of a chapter In Watchmen Chapter 5 Fearful Symmetry I'm sorry Chapter 6 Is it 6 or 5? Chapter 5 Fearful Cemetery. This is a pivotal moment within the book, and it's a moment where we see uh Rorschach effectively fitted up for the murder of Moloch. Somebody tries to kill Adrian Veidt, and we have a layout in the book- comic book form, which would have actually worked better if you were reading it as a single issue where everything within the book corresponds as a mirror image. So if we look at the first page and the last page of the chapter, they're exactly, they've got the same layout. Should we give the page numbers for the people at home? Um, I don't think yeah. it would work, because I don't have... Hold the, it uh, to the mic so they can maybe see the point you make, Mr. T. Maybe team. I will do that. But if you look at the first and last page of this chapter, same layout, using the 3 by 3 grid effect, um popularised by Steve Ditko, um, which is used to its fullest effect within Watchmen. But as we go through, second page, and the penultimate page, same layout again. And so it goes... Until so we reach the middle of the uh, chapter, which gives us this splash page here—the mm. actual moment where we got Adrian Veidt effectively of evading his assassin—and we have this splash panel of um, which is the moment of convergence of the storyline. And he—he's even got the, the V to sort of um create this sort of like um, a visual representation of the convergence. Now, this is a nice little thing. In the comic book Which you would not be able to get In in the film You just couldn't do it I do concur way, I do concur You can only Well I think in a way That's probably why they got um, Mr. Mr. Snyder Yeah No sorry Because he is a surface level director He doesn't understand depth But he can very much get that surface level And you can adapt Watchmen Just by getting the sheer visuals and uh, the basic storyline but you can't get that depth and i mm. think as a director he's that's what he's paid to do and he does it very well um but in a way you would have to in order to actually adapt Watchmen, you would have to have some sort of concurrent story outside of the actual events of Watchmen, but mm-hmm. to tackle those themes within the context of a film so you have more freedom to explore the same deconstructionist Ideas, as well as the same themes of nuclear disarmament, as well as vigilanteism, yeah, yeah. but done within the context of a different story that you could utilise the, the 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 best framework of a film to adapt that story. So, what you're saying then, like, it might have worked better if it was, say, just throwing out ideas here. The film was a guy reading the comic Watchmen. That's exactly what I was saying there. Chip. And there's all this other stuff that's happening outside. But this is the best part Because there's a character Who's actually reading A comic book Within Watchmen itself mm. There's a little kid Who stands by the news vendor uh, Who's also who, Who's called Bernie Bernie news vendor I think Bernie's also The name of the kid Bernie and Bernie But yeah There's a little kid Reading a pirate comic And you're reading this comic And then It turns out Your life is also a comic Being read By a giant ant <laughs> I, I believe that that may be the case. It's the studio system, unfortunately, because the studio system, they only comprehend things in terms of what they think the audience will want to see. And they want to see Rorschach. They want to see Ozymandias. And these mm. are the reasons mm. people like Watchmen. But that's not the reason people like Watchmen. They like it because of the themes and the ideas behind those yes. characters. Yes. Um, so if someone was to come across, I want to write a Watchmen story... Uh, some big old producers gonna go but what about the big blue guy with the big schlong Mm, and I'll say well no we're we're gonna have different characters and they'll say no because that's what the people wanna go and see when really you know you don't give the audience what they want you give them what they need I, I, Jesus I know how this Smurfs reboot Is gonna work Yeah Give me the big blue guy With the big blue Sean well, Oh, to be fair The, the, the Smurfs reboot was, was probably It was lacking in Sean It was No no they, 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 You know Utilised the filmic genre itself hmm? Oh um, I, I feel like we've 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 left our good friend Robert, like I'm standing on the sidelines here of this discussion, the adaptation. Did you did you watch the uh The Watchmen movie, Robert?
1: I didn't they watch The Watchmen, no. Uh Snyder, he's long been my foe. From well, three hundred I hate it. Masculine shite. I wouldn't watch it even if I couldn't sleep at night.
0: But it's got your uh uncle in it. Um uh Gerald Butler. Not all Scots be the same. <laughs> Wait, and don't... he's younger than me. Get back to him Yeah, was that, do you I, I'm surprised that he was that you thought he was Robert Burns' uncle. Um Yeah. I I, I just sorry, I'm a notorious racist. <laughs> also what and also what what your racism extends to the linear time apparently. Well yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Wow. Okay, that's commitment. I'm very conservative in my regard. Oh, to, I mean, I, I think that Einstein's theory of relativity is just a, a big old pile of bollocks. Wow. Yeah. Oh, oh keep, I, keep that shit linear. You are almost like Doctor Manhattan. I very much am. I. I. Am, well, no. He's. He's the whole. Well, how am I? I'm the anti Doctor Manhattan. Uh, you know I'll have the, uh, his atom symbol backwards I don't know because no, he's uh, exactly the same backwards no, no, he's, he's very much aware of uh, how uh, time is uh, you know it's on a different spectrum to the way we perceive it right 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 I mean
1: so you can see through time and space let look down upon the Scottish race
0: that's right Robert and I can see that you'll never leave the United Kingdom <laughs> you'll always just be off <laughs>
1: Like yeah. a battered <laughs> wife as we leave for the woods, so you take us into this eu state where we must stockpile goods. But to our tale, a moving scene that Chin mentioned, the vendor and boy explodes into tension when Ooh. they, when in the moment just before death, Does he choose escapism? Nef, he clings to the only person near him. Mm -hmm. A
0: lesson I think you should be listening. Well, I would say to that, of course we'll treat you like a battered wife, because you love everything battered! (laughs) (laughs) What a weird villain reveal this has been. Just don't get me started on the Scots and the Italians and the Japanese... Sorry, it's my dad. I, I just can't help it. It's a bit like um, Ozymandias' reveal, Adrian Veidt's reveal as the uh, the main hidden villain in a uh, Watchmen. I feel. I feel like. Um, I feel like. Because we're all kind of familiar now with the uh, Watchmen, and especially if you watch the Watchmen movie, it's really obvious who the real bad guy is in that film. Even if you weren't familiar with the comics, because Adrian Veidt is constantly wearing these like really dark clothes um, throughout the whole thing, and he's really kind of like not very likable and a bit smart. Whereas in the comic book, he's presented as a. A little bit more approachable. And is he
1: a villain, do you know? Or is he not a consequentialist hero? <sighs> That's a really good point. Because like a consequentialist, he has fear in his heart. Yeah. Did he make the right move, or has he taken humanity into the dark?
0: Well, this is it, isn't it? This is um, a great example of uh, morality in superhero comics. We've got the consequentialist hero, Adrian Veidt, and then there's the uh, uh, lawful... Uh, good well I say good lawful good that is Rorschach who I would gladly sacrifice possibly millions of lives just to do the right thing Mm -hmm. you mentioned earlier he was based
1: on the question that was quite a good mention Mm because the phrase of of catch Mm -hmm. (laughs) of he is there is black and there is white Mm -hmm. there is wrong and there is right Mm -hmm. and there is nothing in between
0: an interesting thing, doesn't it seem? It's interesting, yeah This this uh, book tackles subjects like is, it, is an act in and of itself right? Or is it the uh, means Do the means, you know, justify the ends? Mm. I mean, it's, it's interesting that no no one in philosophy Has <laughs> ever the tackled these subjects the means justify the ends? I don't know That's
1: <laughs> your question, friend. Do the means justify the ends?
0: Absolutely uh, I mean, uh, as far as I'm concerned I think that sometimes you, to make an omelette, you gotta break a few eggs. Yeah, that's true. That's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. Uh, bear in mind as well that Rorschach, um, is kind of, um, this sort of, uh, libertarian ideal also that's ramped up to the, uh, to its logical conclusion. Vigilantes are kind of a form of vigil uh, of libertarianism, um, where you can't rely upon the state anymore. I mean, they have sort of explored that in Captain America Civil War. Captain America says, like, I don't trust the government, which is really weird considering you're wearing the fucking flag with well, all your shit Captain well, America well actually he, he does actually represent uh, American values at their core you know because we've got the the Fed, Federalists mm. uh, uh, after the initial uh, founding fathers and then you had the uh, what were the other ones called you know the ones like uh, what was his face Thomas Jefferson was at the forefront of them oh um, so the Federalists and the, the oh what were they called yeah, yeah. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. We we know we know stuff about history, but not you know the the details. You know, but who cares about the details? It's all about the big picture. Well, this- pictures of Spiderman. <laughs> pictures of Spider-Man! Get me more pictures of Federalists, of John Adams, and the rest. But sir, they died fifty years before the invention of cameras. Well, I don't care. Pick them up. Pick them up, Parker. That's your job. Um, <laughs> not my tempo, Parker. <laughs> Republicans! <laughs> yes. They yes. were Republicans. Oh, were they? No, no, re- Republicans. Oh, what were they called? Anyway, this book pro- Alan Moore probably knows. Well, okay, so, like, this is- Get him on the phone. Thing. This is an <laughs> interesting thing to me because, like, Rorschach is held up as a hero doing the right thing by, uh, a paper which appears within the book called The New Frontiersman, which is a very, very right-wing rag. It's basically, Alan Moore's kind of commentary on right-wing publications, and it would be the equivalent of something like Breitbart today. They were Democrats. sorry, they were Democrats. They were actually okay. called, de- they they were sorry, actually called sorry, Democrats. Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, <laughs> sorry, um, but yeah. So Rorschach is uh, 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 is kind of like the embodiment of that right-wing idea. What the superhero would be. Mm. He and Rorschach's actions would have been condoned by uh, people like, um, the Breitbart media, uh, He eats tins of cold, uh, baked beans. That's what Breitbart like. That's that right. And memes. I mean, from the point of view, uh, of, like, uh, of today's political spectrum, um, I think Adrian Vite does represent a very, uh, liberal, democratic, uh, progressive, uh, po- political figure who would be, who, is kind of paternalistic and wants what's best for everybody, but will do, like, very morally questionable things to achieve those ends. And that's why they are people like, uh, don't trust people like Obama or Hillary Clinton because they represent something that's corrupt and kind of controlling. Um Whereas People like Rorschach Represent Like he's Kind of like The Alex Jones Kind of figure On this sort of spectrum He
1: breaks a man's finger And tortures him For information If that's not controlling I'm not sure We're on the same station <laughs> Okay Okay That's fair <laughs> enough. That's Are you fair saying
0: enough. The S in SJW Stands for squid Ooh We're gonna get to the squid We're gonna get to the squid mm. I promise you that mm. But yes These are both figures Who are superheroes Which it's hard to root For either of them I don't know whose sides you really fall down, uh, you come down with uh, at the end. Adrian Veidt pr- pr- places superheroes in a, an impossible situation which they can't find their way out of. And eventually they have to kind of like all go along with his idea and Rorschach pays the ultimate price by refusing to compromise. You kind of feel for Rorschach at, at the time. And part of me once Veidt's plan to collapse at the end, as it's heavily implied it will, um, but also, you kind of also agree that Vite is trying to save the world. Like, I don't know. I don't know if you can take a side in this sort of debate, really. Uh, Rorschach. Absolutely Rorschach. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Rorschach, <laughs> Um, Right, let's get to the squid. This is an important part for me. This is a very important part for me. As we all know, in the adaptation, the squid did not stay in the picture. The squid was kicked out of the picture. <laughs> uh, I was not happy about this. I wasn't happy about this a million times. I'm a squid boy through and through. I mm-hmm. love the squid. I think it's what makes the book so special and so weird and so unexpected. Um, for like... I, and a lot of people say like, oh, "This is a bit weird. Uh, this, this, this crazy super. We're all right with a, with a blue guy who can change molecular properties and go to Mars and doesn't experience time linearly, but a space quid? A uh, it, stupid. It's interesting. Uh, people are always wrong. Have that voice. It's just like, it's like if you speak like that, just don't speak because you'll always be wrong. So it's re- that's why. That's why nobody, nobody like. That's why people like Nikola Tesla didn't get. Re- like recognise for his genius. Uh, oh, I've made I've invented like <laughs> alternating current.
1: Why <laughs> do you think Hawking used his electronic voice to be taken <laughs> seriously? A decision, noise.
0: Uh, oh, it's me. <laughs> uh, but Einstein. Times relative, uh, <laughs> energy equals mass times the constant squared. What an idiot! Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, follow this guy, Elron uh, Hubbard. He'll lead us to the science. My brothers and sisters, I have a dream. <laughs> <laughs> That we will be judged by the content of our character and not the colour of our skin. Boo! Boo! Mr. Mr. Luther, you gotta give him some housel dazzle Give me pictures! Give me pictures! Pictures of Martin Luther pictures King. Pictures of Martin Luther King being wrong! Um but yes, okay. He wants weird. to be famous, I'll make him infamous! <laughs> Take that, your civil rights movement! Jana Jane Jane Jonah Jameson, you've turned to an even terrible villain. Oh no. <laughs> I'll, I'll reinforce the Jim Crow loss. <laughs> <laughs> James, Jameson, no. <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay, so the squid. What are your feelings about the squid? And do you think that the ending in the movie is no it 's not better it 's much worse obviously that 's the, the worst thing that 's the worst thing because it doesn 't make any sense because if Ozzy Manius was the perpetrator of this giant holocaust, then the Americans would be blamed it wouldn 't be like the, the Soviets would go that was your guy who blew up everyone you 're responsible for this, but in the in the film there it's like, it 's like creates world peace, there would still be america 's fault mm-hmm. in the books it 's like a giant alien species that unites everyone under one banner, yeah. one eu socialist. Fucking cooperative fascism Described as cooperation banner I've not seen the movie Of which you speak How does it end Uh Well Without a peep (laughs) Sadly not Um, Essentially what happens In the movie Is that uh, Ozymandias Rather than uh, Creating a space squid Which he teleports Into New York And kills loads of people Mm -hmm. He detonates a device Which vaporises people And then said Yeah it was It was Dr. Manhattan." (laughs) <laughs> that Is wank my friend That's <laughs> the perfect crime But um, it made money in the bank <laughs> Yeah well here's, here's my Ah bit. the
1: genius scheme It was him look over there <laughs> Don't look on me It's pay not a care
0: Well they did say that to Mr. Snyder And he said it's not about the small details so It's about the big picture yeah. <laughs> Pictures of Spider-Man Pictures of... <laughs> more apartheid! Let, more pictures of Spider-Man! J. Jonah Jameson, what's happened to you? He, he always did look very, very tight, like like a, an 80s Hitler. He? He, <laughs> did, <laughs> <sorry>. he did, he <laughs> <mate>. did. <laughs> uh, and fails uh, at the end, just like... <laughs> it was really all
1: along. It was the one. final scene of Spider-Man 4. He standing there with the bathroom door closed as he shaves, his hand does slip.
0: And the famous mustache is upon his lip. Ooh, <laughs> that's a good twist. That's a good twist. The original hmm. ending, in fact, is Spider-Man homecoming. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, I, th- we agree then. We're all on the same page. I really appreciate this so because, like, th- I've had a lot of debates with people why they think, like, the squid is a stupid thing. Um, <laughs> I, I, I want to say two reasons why the squid is brilliant, um, in uh, the original Watchmen. One, you actually see the fallout of like, um, uh, of all the, this tragedy. One of the things that's really powerful is that, and one of the things I hate about the movie is that throughout the movie, you've kind of been bombarded with images of violence. Like these people, I thought were not meant to have super powers apart from Dr. Manhattan. yet The first fight in. Watchmen, you see him, you see the comedian blase, smashing through a mantelpiece made of like marble, which is insane. But yeah, you just see lots of blood, lots of like ridiculous, like, um, blood and guts throughout the whole thing. Watchmen, the book is actually surprisingly light on gratuitous violence, which is kept mostly off panel or shown in very sort of like fleeting glimpses until you get to the space squid and then you see bodies Everywhere, right? It's, it, I think there's like, um, uh, let me count them, how many pages do we get dedicated to the uh, ca- the carnage. One, full page, two, three, four, five, six full splash pages where we see bodies lying in the streets of uh, Times Square. Now, you're hit with this, and I remember reading this like as a teenager, it really had an effect on me because it's kind of traumatizing, but it makes you feel just the weight of what, Ozymandias has done. It's the full horror of it all. Mm -hmm. The movie doesn't even give you bodies because all of them have been vaporised. It's like, you just get them teleporting into Times Square and it's just like there's no bodies so like, it's kind of like it's just a quiet day as far as you're concerned mm. it's not that horrific
1: the point is to create a common foe, mm. so to point at someone else and say it was him you know yeah, yeah. is without a doubt a foolish plan mm. I agree I hate this Zack Schneider man <sighs> oh, mm. Sorry, sorry <laughs> um, have you seen that movie oh it's quite good <laughs> Zack Schneider man <laughs> does whatever a Snyder can
0: <laughs> wait give me <laughs> get, I, I want pictures of him I want pictures of Snyder Snow- Spider-Man. There he is, not really understanding how movies work. <laughs> Here he is, missing the, the thematic resonance of Watchmen. He doesn't like Dr. Octopus because he has tentacles. He'd much prefer him if he was Big White Flashy Man. He wants to be, he wants to be competent, I'll make him incompetent. <laughs> uh, I love that. That's one reason. The other reason is because this was a space squid that was made through not only science, but... The imagination. You've got this whole team that uh, Ozymandias assembles secretly um, that is made up of geneticists and quantum physicists. But also, one of them is a uh, writer of comic books, a horror writer. <laughs> and another one is a... uh uh, an artist who paints, like, some really vivid, like, surrealist pictures. And you see them actually, like, getting it on with each other on the boat before they're all blown up as uh, Osmandius covers his tracks. But this is interesting to me because it basically states... It's like a thesis by Alan Moore where he says... Our horrors that have been engendered by the nuclear age have been mostly due to scientists like uh, having their way with and uh, playing god. But in the world of Watchmen... um We've seen a world where people outlawed comic books because they had that effect on people. People didn't just read comic books in the world of Watchmen. One of the major differences between our world and the world of Watchmen is that apparently people in the world of Watchmen are way more impressionable than us. <laughs> like there was one person r- wrote a comic book, one person read it and immediately started fighting crime. Um, so this is a, first of all, one, number one, this is a crazy mad world. <laughs> number two, Art is as dangerous as an atom bomb in the world of Watchmen. the mind of
1: Alan Moore, sure. But Alan Moore, he's like Stephen King to create badass writer characters. That's his thing. He thinks writers are as
0: cool as custard. That's very true. And they're all alcoholics and live in Maine and all self-sacrifice at the end. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And And the guy's name was Stephen (laughs) Kingopolis. Stephen Kingopolis. His name was Stephen... Walking. And he had a drinking problem And he also liked weed Lots and lots of weed And I probably won't remember writing this Like every one of my novels Ooh, no, Better slip in another reference to a beloved 60s rock song <laughs> um, okay. okay
1: Speaking I, I, of 60s rock <laughs> uh, In Vietnam mm. <laughs> They send a Chalk team of superheroes to fight That's right So Ozymandias are weapon not, Dr. Manhattan, the mm. weapon of America, mm. fighting in communism in Vietnam. Yeah. Of course the USSR if, w- would look at him and say, well, that's your man.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely true. I I also love the way that it's very convenient that um, the ultimate weapon in uh, this world is also slightly derived from comic books as well. <laughs> what a coincidence uh, that, that that happened. Like, you got one per one day, one person goes a bit weird and says, I want to be a superhero and suddenly America creates the ultimate Superman for real. Uh, well, actually what I quite like about this book um, is because uh, superheroes are you know politics in the general that's true the the comics that people read uh, as as influenced in this book is actually pirate stories pirate stories are huge which is part of the uh, story of in the story tales from the uh, black black freighter Black, black freighter yes of course so uh, it looks like uh, you know people look to the past for um, yeah I think um, it's, it's stated that uh, pirate comics are uh, popular because the government had to outlaw superhero comics because they were making people crazy really? <laughs> but nobody went out and said you know what I'm going to be a pirate now because pirates are cool although you see a kid dressed up as a pirate at one point you um. should see my torrent oh, <laughs> I this has been a fantastic conversation chaps um, but uh, I want to get your feelings now like, what did you think about <laughs> About watchmen the graphic novel not the film the graphic novel your thoughts let's go around robert what did you think about watchmen
1: watchmen i'd give 10 out of 10 i'd like to read it again and again i'd like to read it with a fox in a box oh i love those watchmen
0: that's good that's good i like that in that sense joe what do you think of watchmen i'd like to watch it with a flatulent fox in a box in a box um, sorry, I'm, I'm stealing your shtick. What, what did I think of? What did I think of Watchmen? Um, I would say Watchmen. Watchmen. Watch. Read it. Read the book. Uh, I liked Watchmen, but in all fairness, I'm 31, mm. and I, if I want to <laughs> pick up chicks, I need to start reading some highfalutin literature. I see. Uh, to, you know, on on the tube. You know, so when you're you reading something. So you if I'm don't... reading Watchmen, I just. I know it's good. You it's good. Know. I mean, but I primarily read to, you know, of course, to of course look smart on the cheap. no. If no, we Watchmen no. were seen as Moby
1: Dick, what what uh would be the watchmen
0: of literature you'd use to pick up chicks, you see? Oh, would I, oh, well, Moby mm-hmm. Dick's a good one uh, I don't know Did chicks dig Moby Dick? No No. no. Okay well let's that's, that's something um, this, uh, Brothers Karamazov You know that's got mm-hmm. a little bit Of a ring to it So what I do Is I put Watchmen Inside the Brothers Karamazov I do have to be a big edition. Uh, <laughs> and then what I'd be doing Is reading uh, Tales from the Black Freighter So I'd be reading A book within a book Within a book And then And then I'd, and then I'd, and then I'd go to a girl On the tube and go Look Bookception And then she'd uh, Should go Off to Chancery Lane <laughs> Well, so it's a thumbs up thing. A thumbs up for me. Um, this is wonderful news. Wonderful news. I think we have <laughs> <laughs> a cause for celebration. Indeed. Bring out the bubbly. Get me pictures of Spider-Man. Hold the presses. Because I love this book. I fucking love this book. I, I, I did, I wrote about it. Um, I've read it many times, cover to cover. Um, and, um, I, I haven't been able to pick up any ships with it, but, you know, I've definitely gotten a, a a side eye on the on the tube with it. You could probably like pick up one of those like tube pigeons with it. Maybe, mm, Maybe. it's a big book. It's a big book. It probably, you could pick up a bird, uh, like with it, a literal bird. Mm. Tube more, like, pigeons. One. Tell me more of this creature that scurries on the floor. Um, well, uh, sometimes a pigeon will, uh, find its way down, uh, it's like it'll just hop down the old Tottenham Court Road, uh, stairs, and it'll find itself on one of the tubes, and everyone will just freak out and just be so delighted that there's a pigeon on the tube. You've given me a great idea, Fred! <laughs> well, I, I, I will say that... That's genius! Um, start the presses, Chin! Please wait, bring me pictures of Spider-Man! Pictures of two Pigeons! <laughs> Sir, you haven't worked here for ten years. Chow pigeons and Spider-Man! And reenact Jim Crow laws! (laughs) Sir, you don't know what Jim Crows are. You just think it's the anti-pigeon. It's actually very destructive laws that, that harm the black community. Oh, I've been hurting the black community? Why didn't you tell me? I feel terrible about myself. It's a very tragic one-act play there. James Jameson's declining years. Um But I'm glad to say that Watchmen, of course, of course, it's a great book. It's a masterpiece. Get yourself a copy. If you haven't read it, read the book. If you want to watch a movie, watch a movie. I'm not going to change like, change your mind about it. Live your life. I would say you got to start the book, though. Um... If you haven't read the book, why have you just listened to this podcast? In which we Quite just- in depth! <laughs> yeah, we spoil everything. But yeah, no. If you read the book, continue to carry on in your justified knowledge that this is a fucking good book. Um, and it gets into the Baking Hall of Fame! That's great. That was a great discussion, Jabs. I think we we would. I do usually get to the point where we do notes. Ask for your notes. Um, I mean, how do you improve on a book? I don't think we can improve on this book, but I will take notes for your suggestions on sequels to Watchmen because I know how much Alan Moore loves it when people like uh, play around with his universe uh, in the section that we call notes. If I can find the thing.
1: Kind of a little thing
0: about it. We know that there are other adaptations out there, After Watchmen, and I think there's another storyline in the current DC Universe which is playing with that sort of stuff. But I want to hear from you. I wanna hear what you do with it. And, uh, well 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 no no wait till the song though. I'm just talking over it because like it's a long song and it's just a bit awkward to just have this really stupid song playing for such a long time. Hey, notes, everybody. Let's go from this way round, Joe. What would you say? Well, what I would start the uh, the sequel? <laughs> uh, Night, Owl and, uh, the, uh, Night Owl and the Night Owl and the Scarlet Witch. No, what's her <laughs> face? It, she is a uh, a uh, uh, silk silk silk, 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 spectre. Spectre. silk spectre. They're about to bump uglies when suddenly uh, Doctor Manhattan runs along, and uh, Night Owl goes dark, I thought you dissipated. And he goes, um "Nino, it's your kids. We gotta do something about your kids." And then, and then Nino says, "What? Do they? Do we become assholes? Is that his prime concern?" Yeah, but then they go into the future, and then it goes, dun 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 to avoid copyright infringement. And then Alan Moore goes, "I like it. It's transgressive." As we were discussing a little bit earlier before, Alan Moore uh, is a big fan of his own writing. Mm. Um, So I think the best way to get that done is if you convince Alan Moore that that idea was his idea. What I'm proposing, gentlemen, we incept Alan Moore. Bookception. Bookception.
1: Alan Moore's mind is far too powerful. He worships a snake god and dissipates into the bowels of the earth every night. I think your plan is rubbishite.
0: I mean, he, he worships a snake god that was exposed as a sock puppet around 50 BC, so can't be that smart can't be that it, smart I find it funny how he worships a snake when he's so Ravenclaw <laughs> 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 he hates Harry Potter oh he doesn't well. no, have such kind of a strategy such a kind of <laughs> I like that idea I like that idea um uh, it's 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 a uh, it's, it's got a lot of heart and soul and it reminds me of stuff that I've seen before so that gets a thumbs up from me Robert what's your note for a Watchmen sequel
1: Take the character of the squid. Let's go inside his mind. What makes him tick? What adventures he'll have? What places he'll go? (laughs) That's something all the fans would like to know. Perhaps he runs a shop by day, selling things, just weed and hay, and things that might you give to a cow. But by nights. Now, 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 that's when he leaps into action. A pastry chef with many arms. He can do many things and he can do no harm.
0: When would this, um, take place?
1: (laughs) 1930s Berlin Cabaret.
0: (laughs) I, so, okay, so that at some point during the period in which the squid was made... In a lab and then teleported to New York In between that time where, where it died um, It somehow Ended up in 1930s Berlin To teleport something into New York
1: Must pass through a portal oh. And will time may Fork into this way and that He must go through Ancient times of 1930s Berlin cabaret Will he kill Hitler? Nay There's too much complication
0: there To go so far back So you must take care can imagine that it'll be Liza Minnelli and the giant squid on stage, and the Germans go, "But which one is the real Liza Minnelli?" That's ist not i a booby. I believe that's a reference to uh, 1934 when they burned down the Reichstag. Ah, is it? No, it was a, a classic uh, Simpsons episode. Clip. Oh yeah, I thought that's something Hitler said. It's a classic um, homage. Ah yeah. yes, of course, yes. Ah, but the tragic tale of the squid,
1: where he performs and is mocked. In the Nazis' museum of degenerate art. And when he comes back and explodes, it's a relief to his heart.
0: Mm. But unfortunately, because he sprays his oil everywhere, that gives the Nazi war machine an extra <laughs> push towards Stalingrad oh, which no. was an unintended se- side effect, because oh, so, no. they actually went there to uh, get the oil fields of the Corcuses. But uh, I mean, that's a sort of ironic twist that, of it, That's, that's, yeah. very, that, that's, that's, so that's so very more more-esque. That's so more
1: On a hundred book series entitled, It Was Always All The Squid, and every time it only costs a couple of quid, you'll find out how the squid was behind it. I'll mm. tell you this, I'd buy it I I I
0: love these ideas. I love these ideas. These Watchmen sequels. Uh, I I I say, run that baby, run that baby. Stop the presses. Get me pictures of Snyderman. Look, if you want to put print, him on the job, if you want to print more books, you got to stop stopping the presses because it just it, it halts down production. You got to speed up the presses. <laughs> sir, 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 sir. We we're we're a purely digital format now. No, stop the presses. <laughs> You're, this is depressing. <laughs> More pictures of our parts oh god, stop it, J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> we're in a digital for more tweets. Oh no, it's just awful. Why do we live in this world? I wish we were back to nineteen eighty seven. That's 13. the message I took away from yes. Watchmen. The eighties were the glory days. Yeah, remember that president used to talk about, you know, making America great again? Political Ooh, oh, topical, take, take topical. that.
1: I have back. one note. For oh, this book, yes. What's that? At the very end, when it's your shook because it has the quote from Juvenal: mm-hmm. Ipsos custodi custodire custod and rhubarb he um, well, custode... custodire." Where is it? Ah, oh, yes. Translated as "Who watches the watchmen?" and you go, ah. It was the Watchman all along, but he obviously started off with that quote and then wrote the book, so it's not a twist.
0: Yeah. You are mistook. Yeah, that's very true. Well, I'm glad he took a Plato quote rather than a Aristotle quote, or wow. the whole book would have been bloody women. They can't act. Their science is shit. It's Juvenile. <laughs> yes, it wouldn't have been quite. It wouldn't have been quite as. It is no, I wasn't saying no, it was it's Juvenile. It's written by Juvenile. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Okay, well this has been A absolutely joy Absolute joy To have you both on the show Robert, do you have any plans of releasing more poetry In the near future? Oh, I am working
1: on a piece now oh. um, You might have seen it On the London Underground uh, See it,
0: say it, sort it That was me <laughs> It was catchy I like that I like that um, I hope you come back On the show again, Robert Maybe for a special Burns Night uh, episode Oh, I'll bring the whiskey <laughs> Oh, and I'll bring The offal and haggis we, we love haggis on this show. We are a pro-haggis podcast. Oh, thank it. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> it's interesting you say that, because mm-hmm. I actually wrote a poem about a mouse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They're linked. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're connected. Um, I, I, You're welcome back anytime. As are you, Joe. As are you. <laughs> Absolute joy today. Not not with this uh, heathen scum. <sighs> well, you know what? I Usually, I'd ask you to retract his statement and shake hands and make up but we've run out of time so <laughs> I'll just say I guess the Anglo-Scottish divide will last longer it will it will have to we'll have mm. to leave it on that note of uh, unresolved conflict <laughs> like the book that we read today gentlemen Watchmen Um until then my name has been Chinty you know what subscribe to us like us you know how this goes if you're listening to this and you made it this far you've already subscribed but hey why don't you share it with the world because you love us so much. Until next time, my name has been Keep supporting your local bookstores and libraries. Bye bye. I love you.